Hello. Hi. That was Paul Sprague. And, and that this, was Nick Briggs. That was, and still is. And this is the Big Finish podcast. So yes, oh, the that was finish. dangerously close to professional for a minute there. I know, but <laughs> but it all fell apart pretty soon afterwards. Yeah. Uh, big finish, just in case you don't know who we are. I'm sure you do, but we love stories and we make great full cast audio adventures, uh, audio books, drama. You can buy it on CD and download. Our productions are based on much loved TV series like Doctor Who, Dark Shadows, Blake Seven, Stargate, and Highlander, as well as classic characters such as Sherlock Holmes. The Phantom of the Opera. Sherlock Holmes, uh, more of them coming out. When, when's the next series of Sherlock Holmes coming out? December. December. Watch out for that. There'll be a trailer coming soon. Uh, the Phantom of the Opera and Dorian Gray, plus original creations such as Graceless. Graceless. We love Graceless. And The Adventures of Bernice Summerfield. Just reading some new scripts for Bernice Summerfield. Very good series coming up Ooh. next year. Yeah. Okay. So, listeners' questions. That's what we're doing today. Ooh. So, Mr. Briggs, is Dolly Tavardi your old eek again? <laughs> are you doing a bit of, uh, what's it called? Julian and Sandy. Yeah, yeah, no, but what do they call that particular kind of slang language? Palam, palami, palari. Palari. Palari, yeah. palari. That's a reference to people saying that we sound like characters from round the hall. Yeah, I just wanted to read this out in full. Which was an old radio show for those who don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, it was sent in by uh, Bona Gambrel. <laughs> He says, uh, I've come to think of Paul Sprague and David Richardson as a kind of Julian and Sandy type partnership over the years of the podcast with Nick in the avuncular Kenneth Horn role. It's got, <laughs> it's got me thinking how great it would be if Big Finish could use those characters, perhaps in a crossover with Jacob and Lightfoot or swanning into Gilmore's office in countermeasures and flicking a duster up his trellis. <laughs> how, about, how about it, Pallones, he says. Yeah, I'm not commenting for legal reasons. <laughs> See, I, I grew up on Round the Horn, sort of. Well, because cause it was something that my mum was always a, a big fan of uh, oh. back in the 60s when she was growing up. And then she got the tapes and got me listening to it when I was a kid. So I've, I've grown up with that and The Goon Show and The Navy Lark and various other sort I of I certainly heard The BBC Goon Show and The things. Navy Lark. Yeah. I mostly listened to The Navy Lark because I knew that John Pertwee was in it. Yeah, and he's brilliant in it. All the different admirals and different voices. Yeah, he, he does. does that one who talks, keep it dark. <laughs> but yeah, lovely stuff. But yes, I, I I liked all of those. I suppose maybe this is why I like radio and audio. Yeah, I grew up listening to it. My mum helped me choose the competition winners for the last podcast. By the way, I got her to give me some numbers to pick people. Well done, Paul's mum. Yeah, if you're nice. listening, yeah. you're a vital part of the organisation. Yeah. So uh, right, so let's see. Talking yeah. of comedy, by the way, I I met Frank Skinner the other day. Mm. That was exciting. How is he? He was very nice, and he is such a huge fan of Doctor Who. Oh. Not, I mean, uh, he, he knew who I was, not for the voice of the Daleks, but, I mean, he knew that as well, but because of Big Finish. Really? And I just never thought I'd hear this from someone like Frank Skinner. He was just chatting. He's such an easygoing guy. And he just said, yeah, Nick, I was listening to Dark Eyes the other day. And I thought, what? What? You were listening <laughs> to Dark Eyes? Amazing. I, was, that, that, I found that strangely reaffirming. Isn't that shallow of me? Just because a famous, <laughs> a famous person has listened to something I've done. Anyway. If only he'd tweet it to all of his followers. <laughs> I know. I wish he would. Maybe we can do something about that. Mm. Anyway. 
Right, so what, you want some of these uh, messages, do you? Right, let's yeah, see. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, I do. Matthew Moy from Houston, Texas says, my question is for Nicholas Briggs. Okay. They did a poll recently for the best 8th Doctor audio, and my question was inspired by that. My question for Mr. Briggs is, what is your favourite 8th Doctor audio, and why? My favourite is the greatest. Oh. Um, I, oh, I can't really answer that. I, I, um, I'm really, really fond of Grand Theft Cosmos. I think Eddie Robson's script is great, and uh, Sheridan is so funny in it. Um... And obviously, I love all the ones I've written. Um, you know, I'm very proud of Dark Eyes and Lucy Miller and uh, To the Death. Um, yeah, so... Uh, oh, and also, uh, what's the, uh, Max Warp. Yeah. I love that. Have you heard Max Warp? I have, yes. Which is the sort of uh, uh, alleged uh, send-up of, uh, of um, Top Gear. Our popular motoring programme. Yes. <laughs> Uh, in fact, have we got a trailer for Max Walk? Perhaps we should. Well, I should hope so. Let's let's have a yeah. Hold on. Trouble is, I have to switch the music off before I do that. So all, all the podcast experts out there saying, why doesn't he use Xplix Pro, the podcast uh, <laughs> software of choice, and why is he just piddling around playing things from the website? Anyway, here we go. Engage, thrust, and prepare for Max Wall. You are one rubbish date, Doctor. What? This. It's all boys with toys, isn't it? Boys with toys? All right, middle-aged blokes with spaceships. Altitude 800 miles. 600. Hold me, Jeff. Are they trying to start a war? President Palmer. They are great little gadgets, aren't they? Calculating. There are spaceships. And there are spaceships. Help! Help! There is no way out. Why no escape pods? What sort of spaceship do you call this? And then there are spaceships. Who's the guy with the ball patch and the tight jeans? It's beyond that now. The kids will interpret this as an act of war. I'm going to get the doctor. He'll know what to do. Oh, my God. I never thought I'd hear that again. What is it? A battle readiness alert means only one thing. We're at war. Don't worry about me. Go, go. Oh, yes. Yeah, I rather loved that story. Yes, it's uh, good fun, that one. It's got Duncan from Blue in it. Brilliant. That's <laughs> literally the limit of your pop knowledge, isn't it? <laughs> That's his name as well, Duncan from Blue. <laughs> anyway, okay, that was the answer to that question. Right, okay. Uh, John Miklos in New Jersey says, thanks for your podcast on downloading and extracting the stories on our iDevices. I fell asleep about halfway through, <laughs> but I'm sure other people find it entertaining. I would like to offer a suggestion to try for the people with iDevices. You offer an audiobook download already, but you zip it up. If you offer, offer that M4B file for download without zipping it, I'm sure it would work. I'm not an expert, but I think if someone downloads it direct to their iPad, it should just work. Just my two cents. Thank you for all the great stories and keep up all the good work. Is that true? Do we have to offer it in a zip file? Well, mm, only if we include the bits like the cover and vortex and anything else we might want to include in the data. If we strip those out, we could just release well, it. Well, could as we have one that's available just as that as well as the zip file? Possibly. Could you write that on your list of things to I do? I would admittedly then have to re-upload everything and remove the audiobooks out of the zip files and then re-upload them separately and link them all up again. But it could be done. Well, we want it could be like three options, couldn't yeah. it? 
Because you see, this is one of the things that Frank Skinner complained. <laughs> <laughs> so we're now only doing things that Frank Skinner asks yeah, yeah. for. Is that it? <laughs> That's right. This is our new, <laughs> our new, new policy. Plan. What does Frank Skinner think? <laughs> he said to me, you know, Nick, he said, uh, he said, to be honest, he said, I just gave up trying to download onto my uh, iPhone from your site. He said, because he said, I had to get my PA <laughs> to do it. <laughs> anyway. I just no, like the fact at... that you're, you're dangerously close to doing his accent, but not quite. Every yeah, time yeah, you yeah. mention him, you almost, do it and then not quite make oh, yes it. i don't i don't <laughs> be that patronizing <laughs> i know that sounds strange coming from me but they i know that sounds strange coming from me anyway another question i'm trying to find some questions oh, all right weird, isn't it most of these are just just enthusiastic chatting about things oh well that'll um, do legion henderson says uh, hi there nick and everyone's favorite office gnome paul i'm not a gnome i'm quite tall yeah, you're a tall gnome. Yeah. Firstly, I have to compliment you on your releases so far this year. It seems that from 2011 onwards, you guys have just been producing things to higher and higher standards of quality. Keep it up. I don't know what happened before 2011. I'm a bit scared to ask, frankly. It must have all been rubbish before then. <laughs> Secondly, Dark Eyes 2. When can we pre-order, hear a trader, etc., etc.? I'm squeeing with anticipation for this release. Hopefully it's as good, if not better, than the first Dark Eyes. Very soon now, uh, possibly uh, around about the same time as this podcast is going out, because I'm re recording it two weeks into the future from now. So, uh, yeah, that's when we feel safe. We can offer it for pre-order. <laughs> mm -hmm. He also says, fourthly, you're probably wondering where my third point is. Well, there isn't one. <laughs> That's a crazy timey-wimey thing. Keep up the good work, guys. Hope that 2014 is as good a year for you as 2013 has been. That's from that man who you can't pronounce his name. I shan't attempt it then. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. What's next? Um, Jim Hall in Morris, Minnesota. They're all from the US, all these ones up here. That's yes, unusual. they're very loyal fans, you yeah. know. Any chance Thank you of for an listening. Any chance of an upcoming Blake 7 story featuring Babe and the Butcher? I know he only appeared in the one TV story, but maybe there's a backstory there to be explored, and it would be great to hear Colin Baker in the Blake 7 universe. Is there any chance of that? Don't have to ask David Richardson, wouldn't we, really? David! Oh, he's not here. No. Okay, I think that's an excellent idea. I'm sure yeah. Colin would love to do it. Hmm. Quite fun, isn't it? Yeah. Another question. Um, hi, Big Finish. Alphonse Elrich here. Uh, I'd like to start off by saying thank you for your work with the audios. They're seriously great. Oh, thanks. Right off the bat, do you agree that it would beat nearly every record you guys have if the Paternoster gang teamed up with Jacob and Lightfoot for an adventure? Seriously, both are stationed in London, late 18th century. It's practically screaming to be made. You need to convince the BBC or Audio Go or whoever to clear this. Seriously. I don't know the answer to that question. <laughs> well, we'd have, we'd have to agree rights to use characters from the new series, wouldn't we? And get Strax and Vastra. Yeah, that's, that'll be the problem. Yeah. <laughs> also, I'd like to ask you, when is Big Finish going to do a multi-master story? You guys have Alex McQueen and Jeffrey Beavers in your corner and the TV series hasn't even thought about putting two masters together. Seriously, don't you think 5 and 1 is a bit unfair? I'm referring to Light at the End, which I'm sure is seriously going to be awesome. I just think that putting one Doctor, hopefully seven, against two masters in one story is such a novel idea and I would like to hear your thoughts. Uh, my thoughts are that we have, in fact, talked about this quite a lot. So, yes, uh, there may be developments in that direction. Um, Chris Phone says, firstly, some praise. Oh. I very much enjoyed both. And the then box an insult. <laughs> both the box sets of countermeasures and look forward. Sorry, Paul. Forward. To hearing more from them in the future. It's great that you've managed to breathe life. I think he means breathe life. Breathe life into this marvelous If you team. could just point out all the errors people have made, I, I'm I, sure they'll I find that charming. That. Yeah. Uh, did he spell forward in a particular way? Uh, the normal, accurate way. 
All right, but you decided to pronounce it like that. No, that's just how I say it. That's how it comes out. I can't help it. (laughs) Say, look, after me, look, forward. Forward. There you are. Right. He can speak by Jove. Yeah. It's great that you've managed to breathe life into this marvellous team. A surprising delight. Secondly, a question. Okay, hurry up. We're nearly out of time. I assume that the Companion Chronicles will be restarted one day, and would it be possible for you to use companions you aren't using anymore in the main ranges, such as RMM or Keris? I'm sure they'd be happy to contribute. I don't have a definitive answer, but all those things are distinct possibilities. Mm. Thirdly, a second question. Am I making sense? Where and when did Nick get his ring modulator from, and how much did it cost? Where and when? I don't remember when. I mean, uh, I don't know, around about the time... I, I've no idea. I've no idea when. I got it in a, a shop in London that no longer exists in Charing Cross Road called Turnkey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, yes, that's that's the answer to that. Well, it was before we did uh, Jubilee, I think. Maybe Jubilee was the first one I did with the new ring modulator. And how much did it cost? Uh, it was nearly £300. <gasps> I think they're more or less that price now. You've probably earned that back by now. <laughs> uh, I sincerely hope so. Goodness. Wouldn't it be awful if I hadn't? Um, Finally, a little yes. more praise. Thanks, Nick, for your excellent novel, The Dalek Generation. Oh. Having said to you, I was excited to read it at the last big finish day. It was certainly worth the wait. Anyway, as I've probably doubled the length of your podcast by reading this, I think I should end here. See you all at Big Finish Day 4. Ray, which is in January, isn't it? Yes, I think we've decided to... It wasn't quite cold enough last time and snowy enough, so we've decided to put it somewhere where it can be just as cold and snowy as you've come to love. Yeah, in <laughs> Slough. Oh, good old Slough. At the Cop, Copthorn Hotel, Slough, Windsor, or Windsor, Slough, or something. It's nowhere near Windsor. I don't know why they call it Windsor, just to make it sound nicer. Anyway, that is it for this podcast. Oh, Goodbye. Can I, can no, I, no. I, I just, I just what? Want to read, it just says, oh, you're spoiling it. <laughs> This is the end of the podcast. (laughs) Go on, what? Uh, I just wanted to read this one from Nick Farraza that says, Hello, Dalek Face and Paul Splag. That is all. (laughs) Indeed it is.